And then one of the, his friends dared to ask, finally, well, but what actually happened between you and Rihanna? <laughs> and then he said, uh, well, she was the perfect wife for me. But actually she wasn't because she was doing everything for me and nothing for herself. And then he had the realization and he shared that moment with me. Actually, when he came back, he said, I, I finally get it. Welcome to the Feel the Breeze podcast. All about living your best life through spirituality, energy and mindset. Raw, honest and a little controversial from time to time. We are Gerben and Rihanna from the Feel the Breeze family. We document our lifestyle on YouTube and build our income around our dream life. We created our reality, our best life, even in the COVID times. We sail around the world with our son while expanding our businesses and investing in projects and startups that have a positive impact on the world. And on this podcast, we share our stories and experiences. So, welcome on board. Today, I want to talk with Rihanna about a very... Yeah, I think personal story, but also it's for me, it's a symbolism of taking massive action and lasting change. And this is something about, yeah, about your divorce. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so you are one of that ladies who gets divorced within a year, even after eight months of marriage. <laughs> yes. So tell me what happened. Yeah. Well, if I really break it down, it's... Uh, It's really about a childhood trauma and conditioning myself. And uh, what what well what actually happened in my life was when I was very young, uh, my dad had these periods of massive depressions and taking medicine, and that he went all over the place and he couldn't do anything about it. But me, as uh, this little girl, had no idea what was happening. I could not put things in perspective. I could not relate it to anything. It was really it was really kind of heavy to experience this in my childhood. And he once or twice, I think maybe even three times, he said to me that in such a massive depression period uh, that I made him sick and that he did not love me. And of course, I, I know that my father loves me. He's a great man. I adore him. He's an example in a lot of things for me. Uh, but when I was that young, I could not see that that was not my father speaking, but his depression. So for me, it was like, okay, this is the truth. Mm. So I accepted it as the truth that I was not lovable. And what happened was that 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 came this inner strong belief inside of myself. And, and I was actually from that moment on always looking for, okay, what do people desire? What are what are their dreams? What, what do they think or want or need right now? And I was pretty soon quite capable of, of, of figuring those things out. And then I would show that behavior. And within my father, I would show it. I would be that perfect daughter he was looking for. And then I got recognition on that behavior. Like, oh, I'm so happy and so glad that you're doing this. But that was actually very destructive because it was, again, and... Um, uh, how do you say? Uh, you were floating away from yourself. Yeah, but it was it was again saying yes. Okay, you're not lovable. You have you have to show different behavior than uh, than who you are. Yeah. So it was deepening my belief even further. Yeah. So um, 
So that was happening. And this this was this strongest believing pattern I had for years and years and years. And I just wasn't aware of it. And this actually me becoming aware of this disempowering belief and disempowering habit uh, was actually the reason for the divorce. Because what happened, especially in love relationships, I was I was totally setting myself, my desires, my happiness, my wishes for life aside. So when I got into those butterfly feelings, I would do anything and everything to make the desires and dreams of that person a reality without checking in with myself what actually my desires mm. and dreams were. And that was ha- that's what happened. Uh, as a, that's actually what... What's, what's happened? What happened and why I got a divorce after just eight months of marriage. Yeah. And it's not like only eight months because we were together nine years and it's a great guy and I loved him and we were best friends. It had nothing to do with him but everything uh, to do with me. But that's how I got in this position of getting a divorce after just uh, eight months of marriage. Yeah. And when was that exact moment when you realized, because before that be, you had to say yes Towards him and yeah, yeah. Well, uh, actually, um, we all have this. Everybody has this, and I think it's our mission in life to be to become more aware of the things that are actually conditioning ourselves to be able to live a better, more beautiful life for ourselves and for others. So, this actually, even on the day of marriage, I was not aware of that I was actually doing this. Okay. But what I did know, because at that moment in time, I was already feeling very unhappy. I just changed my job because I was in a job that was definitely not good for me. I was getting very depressed in that job situation because it was draining my energy. But then I got this new job, which was giving me energy, but still I felt not totally happy. So then I realized, hey, there is also something in my personal scene not not fitting in correctly and that was just the period I, I just had my new job and we were getting married and we were like engaged for one and a half years so once you step into that moving train it's also very difficult to <laughs> step, step out no and 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 to be honest i really didn't you know really wasn't aware yet of what what was wrong because well we had this picture perfect relationship i had this picture perfect jobs we both had these beautiful friends and family we were that high society couple we had dogs i was making pies in the weekend (laughs) and everything was just like okay for the outside it was perfectly fitting what was considered normal Mm -hmm. and uh, my parents were very proud and and happy and and look how well rihanna is doing and so i really was in this I really was not aware that this was actually something deeply wrong. But intuitively, I was feeling stuck, like in this cage. And also on the day of our marriage, um, during the whole day, I felt this is wrong. Mm. I felt deeply inside myself, this is wrong. But I really could not, I just could not grab this and understand it yet. I wasn't in that consciousness, awareness state of mind that I understood what was going on deeply inside of myself. I was too connected to the to the brains and not to the heart, probably yeah. you could say that. Yes. 
And just before that, you you were unhappy, so you changed kind of circumstances. So you quit your job. You went to the to the other, let's say, energizing job. Yeah. So you were already, let's say, on the journey of discovering and yeah, let's say, new ways uh, or yeah. new possibilities. Yeah. But didn't aware that you were, let's say, that far away um, from yourself, or or you you were not conscious about it no. how you were let's say, behaving as a, as a person. Yeah. Yeah, because that actually came a little bit later because the real, the really the moment that I really understood and grabbed my mind around what, what was happening was actually like six months after the marriage, okay. after, the, after the day. And I was indeed already on that path of reinventing myself. Like, okay, I studied for years for a kind of profession, but then I stepped into the profession and I hated it to the bone. So then I knew, okay, I'm just going to do something differently and also even though I didn't study for it, I'm going to make something out of it, which I did. And then I started that process of finding out what I really desired, what energized me, and that there is so much more possible that you, than that you think and that you don't have to stick towards one course you've decided upon years ago and that you can always change and alter and say no. And uh, I think one of the greatest gifts from my new job was that I uh, I got this personal leadership program and one of the the events during that whole program and it was actually the first the first event was like spending four days together with a lot of personal growth assignments and one of them was sitting alone on a mountain for 24 hours and um but and and during there sitting there i came to the realization that i was totally disconnected from who i was that I had no idea what I actually desired and loved in life. And also then I started to understand that how our events in our youth condition ourselves and set our behaviors and feelings for the rest of your life if you're not aware of it and if you're not working on it. So there and then I actually understood, okay, I'm I'm, I'm stuck in this behavioral cycle which ignited in my youth and I have to I have to figure this out so then I um, so that was actually the, the moment I really consciously knew okay you're and, and I still didn't know that the marriage needed to end but what I did know okay you have to find out what you love in, in life and what you desire and then you have to make tough decisions so when I uh, got back from that event, I, I thought a lot about life and what I wanted. And then I quickly realized very soon that my interests, my dreams, my desires were totally different than from my, from my ex. Yeah. And then I knew, okay, as soon as I knew that, I knew I had to have this conversation with him. So I did, and I told him, okay, I think I want something totally different in my life. I don't know what it exactly is yet, but I do know that I don't want to live here, for example. I want to explore the world. I want to live in a city. I I want to do so many different things at this moment in my life, and I want to really rediscover myself. And then I also knew by saying that, that suddenly that perfect wife wasn't the perfect wife anymore. And that indeed the only thing that could happen, because we could not align these, 
these desires. Yeah, we tried, we talked about it. Can we find some middle ways? But we always ended in the conclusion of, okay, or one of us is being very happy because he or she gets everything he wants in life, or we find the path in the middle, but then both of us don't get enough from our desires and dreams. So it, it was just not workable. And we knew it from the heart. So in the end, it took him a while because he was really upset. And it took him a while. I think the most beautiful thing that he said was like six months later, he um, after the divorce, he went to this beautiful event in and, and holiday with friends in Portugal. And then one of the, his friends dared to ask finally, well, but what actually happened between you and Driana? <laughs> and then he said, uh, well... She was the perfect wife for me, but actually she wasn't because she was doing everything for me and nothing for herself. And then he had the realization and he shared that moment with me. Actually, when he came back, he said, ah. I, I finally get it. Mm. And um, yeah, so so that that's how it went. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it's, it, what's really inspiring is that you from that moment you had to kind of reinvent yourself because you made a decision Mm -hmm. but did you actually at that moment knew already who you truly were no (laughs) so you really had to reinvent yeah yeah and and that's also what i knew i i'm actually after that realization moment that i thought okay i'm stuck in this this pattern and and i just can't get out i'm in this cage and this just needs to stop i just went totally crazy i knew that getting a divorce was only changing my circumstances and um i really had to change my blueprint how i conditioned myself as well so I created, it sounds a little bit weird, but I created a war room. Okay, and, uh, Yeah, a, war, a real war room. I see it like that. And, and later it became a little bit more beautiful. But, but in the beginning it was a war room because I knew there was this war going inside of myself and I just had to win this one. And I, Because I never would want to go back to not wanting to live again, which I had when I was stuck in that horrible job as well. At least horrible job yeah. for me. So I knew that changing the circumstances, like finding a new job or getting divorced, was not fixing the root problem. And of course, we need change circumstances to get where we want to be. But if you don't change your blueprint, how you conditioned yourself, you will find yourself in a new situation that is similar quite, quite quick again. Because I knew I had this behavior and before I knew it with a new relationship, I was doing actually the exact same thing again. Not baking pies, but doing something else. Yeah, what that that guy would want, like sailing around the world. (laughs) Oh, is it? No, because (laughs) I I think it's good to talk about that. I think you have questions about that one as well. Um, but I, what I did is I created this, this war room. I dedicated, so we got a divorce. I got this beautiful, beautiful, it was actually very ugly, but I made it this beautiful space for me and a small apartment in, uh, in the city near where we lived. And, um, I had this one room and I dedicated to being my war room. And eventually it didn't, be, it wasn't my war room anymore, but it was actually my, my temple of wisdom, you could call it. But in the beginning, I saw it as war. And there I, I 
I decided, okay, this project of me needing to step out of this conditioned mind, which was brought by trauma from my past, needs to change. And I'm fully dedicated. And um, I was at that moment doing a lot of projects within uh, the company I was working for, the multinational. And suddenly it struck me that like, it's idiotic. It's insane that we take our business or our jobs or our career way more serious than our life's happiness. So my war room was about my life's happiness. And I took it just as seriously as any other big project within my job. And that just meant I made timelines. There were all sticky notes everywhere. I bought a lot of books about self-development, healing trauma. I watched a lot of YouTube movies. I found the best experts in the world. I became fan of Tony Robbins. And there it was, fighting this war with this weed that was overgrowing everything. And at that moment, it really felt like that. And uh, later on, I, I understood that like, okay, these are protection mechanisms. They are not only bad, they are actually very good. You develop them to survive as a kid. And they also brought me the beautiful career growth that I had because I had this skill to quickly understand what people want, what people need, what people desire. So I was always that perfect employee that could reach every goal uh, you set for that person because she knows how to get there so it has also a, little, a big upside but I knew it it had to be very consciously and I needed to be able to break it when it wasn't empowering me and and that was what my whole war room was about but uh, very soon after I realized, hey, this is also something beautiful. It didn't become a war room. It was more like this temple of wisdom where I was really figuring out, peeling off all those layers of my beautiful onion to get more to my inner self, reinvent myself. Yes. And how would you describe yourself? Yes. So you you, you came from that, let's say, that corporate lady. Mm-hmm. Um, biking with the dogs, uh, making pen, uh, making. Uh, yeah, but that's also the weird, uh, the weird part. I was a corporate lady, and I was this farm, farm, farmer lady. Yeah, it was really weird. Okay, it was really weird. It was not, it was not describable. It was weird. <laughs> I was putting in all the elements he was looking for. Mm. And how would you describe? The Rihanna now, oh, that's because funny. this is how many years ago? Um, when I was twenty nine, I divorced. So I'm now. It's almost eight years. Yeah, yeah, it's eight years ago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but how I would describe myself now? Well, I still am that that beautiful girl that is on that journey of self-discovery and I think it will always be until we die but she is now also grown up a little bit more she's playing with life experimenting uh, flowing and doing actually the things that she loves and desires with the circumstances surrounding her for example for now with your mom being sick of course I would rather be on our new plot of land we bought or sailing uh, but yeah sometimes Things change in your circuit and then you make the best out of the new given situation, which we are doing right now. So there's also a lot of flexibility in it. And it's 
Yeah, there is not one word to describe. There is, it's not corporate, it's not business, it's not mom, it's not world traveler, it's not sailor, it's not far. It's everything and anything. And I think that's in, in the essence also what, what I am about. I love so many different things mm-hmm. and I'm multi-passionate. And I'm also able to self-educate. So that means that because I'm multi-passionate and able to self-educate, I can do almost anything and everything if I set my mind to it. So that makes it challenging, but also very beautiful. And it's actually something I love, doing a lot of different things in life and not focusing on one. No, but you're doing the the things differently now from another feeling yes. another another it's not another person but it's no. it, it's from another more it's conscious level it's an inner drive of joy yeah always yeah do because i like you, it or not yeah because if you if you look at it now you you are really passionate about permaculture you are getting let's say in that farmer so that farmer girl is it's is, is, is is here again inside of you. <laughs> yes and that, that that corporate lady is still inside of you because you work like like really structurized you're really mm-hmm. passionate about it so that's that element is still there yeah yeah but i see it more now like i have all these facets in life and first i was only focused on being ambitious in my corporate career yeah and now i'm being extremely ambitious in all my facets and i think that that's also very for people like to identify and condition and put you in a box and that's also why people struggle with me because i focus on all my facets so i'm not able to be put into one box oh, but it's very interesting what you're saying what you're saying right now because the second question is when you meet someone and you ask the polite question mm-hmm. how are you doing yeah and the second question if you meet somebody new is what are you doing for yeah. a living or so, well, what do you do for work yeah so and you saying in your previous, let's say in your first job saying, I, I'm a lawyer, yeah. then people know, oh, she's a lawyer. Yeah. But what does it mean yeah, to nothing. be a lawyer? Yeah. But we think we know. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and I think that's also one of the things that my whole process be, was, was about is unidentifying myself with a job or a career or a business. Yeah. And, so, and redefining my definition of success and i think we are all very conditioned on success about winning like getting good grades or a high performance on your job or getting a promotion um, getting more money in uh, but for me now success is living this beautiful intense but also balanced life and with life i really mean like in our businesses, of course, as well. In our finances, of course, as well. But also in our family, in our love relationships, in our connection with friends, in our contribution to others that we give and not only receive. In mind and meaning, developing ourselves consciously, spiritually, um, onto different levels. Um, so it's it's totally different than than how I live my life up until... 29 yeah and this just didn't happen overnight so i put a lot of work and effort in it (laughs) but uh it's a beautiful process something i uh i think everybody deserves yeah yeah but something needed to change and can you say that let's say that kind of person the previous rihanna Mm -hmm. um kind of befooled 
your your, your ex-husband <laughs> or betrayed maybe because you made everything uh, you created everything what 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 made him happy yeah so i acted like the, i acted like the perfect wife instead of being myself yeah yeah well yes of course to a certain point i did but i, I think the, with with all of these things we all have these things we are not aware of and as long as we are not aware of it we can't really blame ourselves because we didn't even know that we were doing it no. how can you be guilty if you're not aware right so i i see myself fair i i give myself a lot of love and and my ex as well because oh my god he <laughs> he didn't know and his life got twisted and turned upside down quite intense But as soon as I re really realized what was going on, I quickly made a decision, okay, I, I can't stay in this relationship anymore because then if, if I would keep up appearances, appearances yeah. or I would postpone the decision, because these decisions are hard, definitely, but if I would postpone the decision, I would actually be in betrayal and, and fooling him because I knew, yeah. I knew the answer. I knew what was happening. So the difference is between, let's say, unconscious and conscious. Yeah. What kind of version you are. Yeah, you are. I, I strongly believe that. And of course, between getting aware of it and really making a decision, because making a decision means taking action. You have never made a decision if you have not taken action upon it. There is this period. Of yeah. course, I, I, I needed to be find the courage as well of yeah, taking of course, that action. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like, okay, I had that insightful moment on the mountain and the next day I called him up and said, okay, we're done. Yeah, yeah. No, I really had to process it a little bit as well and give myself a lot of love and find the courage. Um, but I knew, I, and I think it was just like a week or two that that process Yeah. Okay, but I. Did, but that's yeah. okay. I, I think that's we yeah, we it, should give ourselves a little bit of. Yeah, time. To, time to uh, time to prepare yourself. No, yeah, but, and and absorb. Yeah. Because it's quite a thing. It is it actually is. getting to notice that you're so destructive with yourself, but actually also accepting that you're very destructive to somebody else you love, and and knowing that the only thing that will keep both of you moving forward is breaking someone else's heart yeah. like i found it's incredibly hard yeah yeah but you found the courage yeah because i knew it was how bad it actually was so i created enough leverage for myself and that's such an important part of lasting change creating leverage that if i kept going like we were going right now i would actually betray him even more yeah and betraying yourself maybe yeah but not in the beginning, I was actually betraying myself by not knowing and fooling myself by not knowing. But when I did know, it was more about him than about me because I already knew where yeah. I needed to okay. go. Yeah, now I understand. Yeah. So I created enough leverage because I, I loved that guy. He was my best friend and we spent nine years together. We made beautiful memories. We've done also a lot of beautiful things. It wasn't all bad. We've done a lot of beautiful things. You went road tripping. You, yeah. you talk about that very often. Yeah. So. And he learned me the concept of 
of uh, he was a, a hunter, but a really conscious environmental hunter. So he really learned me a lot about nature as well and balance. And those are, I think, I, I will never forget. And um, but I knew that, and that created enough leverage. Seeing all those beautiful things from him, that I said, yeah, how how long can I can I keep this secret and betray him and fool him? with pretending everything is right when it isn't. And that was enough leverage for me to find that courage and just do it. Yeah. Take that decision. Yeah. yeah. And what's really inspiring for me is that you first, let's say, I was always in that level of, let's say, changing circumstances. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, stop the marriage, <laughs> uh, quit your job, find another job, go into yeah. it. So... And for me, that was, ah, okay. So for me, it's, okay, stepping out of the um, of the business, go sailing. Mm -hmm. That's the answer. Yeah, listen. Um, <laughs> and so when we had that beautiful conversations mm -hmm. about how you changed it and yeah. how you created, let's say, that war room or the temple of wisdom. Yeah. And you really took a deep dive in in everything to, to get to know yourself and to start reinventing yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's for me, that's very inspiring. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing what's very inspiring is that you created, let's say, that new blueprint. Yeah. So you really figured out. But I can imagine that's, that's a journey as well because yeah. you started uh, uh, trying out uh, different yeah. things. and Yeah, it was really fun, really scary, exhausting from time to time. Yeah. Uh, especially because you're constantly setting foot outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And then the condemnation comes from having a divorce and you suddenly lose all your friends and everybody thought that, yeah, that I was a bad guy. Of yeah. course, in essence, I was also the reason to, for the divorce, but I don't consider myself as being the bad guy. No. I think it just happened. Yeah. And when I knew I didn't let it happen anymore, no. so then I took action. But people are so ju judgmental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it, it was really, I was really on my own. Yeah. And uh, but I think that was good because yeah. I had no friends no. at that moment. I had nobody. Everybody was judging me anyway. So yeah, what the fuck? I have, <laughs> <laughs> they already think bad things about me. So let's make it a little bit worse. Let's yeah. uh, let's do the, the 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 really weird things. Yeah. So that, that actually helped a, a bit as well. But um, yeah, it's it's a really beautiful process. It's not easy, and. Mostly I say to people that we coach and, and that are in the programs, there are three ways you can handle suffering because I was suffering, of course. And the, and the first one is that you ignore or blame or you do the both. So yeah. it's always the other. So yeah. it's like, it's his fault. He, he doesn't care about what I desire and want in life. I do everything for him, but he does not, doesn't make anything happen for me. I could have done that, right? Yeah. But I didn't. Ignore very easily. Just put your hand head down and just think. Well, it I, don't don't complain. You have everything good. Everything is well. So you have the picture perfect. So just just keep on going. Don't complain. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, and the other is changing circumstances. Right. You can easily yeah. divorce or get a new job or find someone else. Someone else. Um, and then it's like this bandage that just. You put on a stinking wound that's yeah. infected. Yeah. The bandage is not going to help. No. You have to fight the infection, what's yeah. causing the fact that you're not healing. So 
the best thing to do is always to go to your blueprint. And, and I say this a lot. I actually said it with our um, our online event last time as well. That never change your circumstances before you figure it out what's wrong within your blueprint. And uh, but I also do re- do realize that sometimes your circumstances are that bad that changing your circumstances is the only way out. That's the first step. Then. Yeah. But please, for everybody who's listening, if you feel like you're stuck or lost in a job or in a business or in a way of living or in a relationship or whatsoever, you can change your circumstances, but please look at your blueprint. There is something on the line that you need to fix. And that can be that you need to get more clarity on your desire in your life, that you are more connected to who you are. But it can also be that there's this strong internal belief inside of yourself that you're that you don't that you're not uh, worthy of things or that you're not good enough yeah yeah or that you're not lovable or and and these are the things we really have to look and uh, upon and 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 yeah and fix and you're not broken it's not like you need to fix things so that's not the right word but uh, to come aware of and and find a way how to break the pattern yeah yeah but it's very brave that you First, you took the decision, then you set up, let's say, your war room and mm-hmm. temple of wisdom. And then, because I think you knew that you had to, to heal that, 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 that big wound. Yeah. To create that, let's say, that lasting change. Yeah. Yeah. I had to and, take that massive action. Yeah. And then I have a question for you because this, <laughs> this is very interesting. So then you started your discovery, then we yeah. started dating. Yeah. Um, it did, it, it didn't work out for the first year. <laughs> That was more at my side because I was I I, I wasn't aware of anything <laughs> at that moment. So um, and then we got into a relationship. Yeah. Um, I started, let's say, my conscious journey. Yeah. Um, and after three months, the shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. I lost everything. Mm-hmm. And then we were sailing. And then I remember that moment that you said, "I will buy the boat." Yeah. And that moment, I will, because you had to sell it. Yeah. I had to sell the boats because there was a lot of pressure on me. And that moment for me, because we had these conversations, and then mm-hmm. I was, I was thinking, "Wow, is she, is she, is she mm-hmm. doing this because of she wants to to step back? Let's say in your old behavioral mm-hmm. pattern that you want to let's say please me and do it, mm-hmm. or how was that?" decision making because I never asked you this. no but I knew this was happening actually I could see it in your mind yeah. <laughs> but uh, actually the funny part is when when I first find out that I actually had no idea what my desires or dreams was I downloaded this app it calls it's called the wish list and they have a lot of examples of things you can put on it's like a bucket list the things that you want to do in life okay. so this is not really about living a life you truly desire but this is more like checking off the boxes so that was my first step okay which boxes do i want to which buckets do i want to check off be able to check off and there came owning a boat learning to sail travel around the world and living on the beach and so um, and i think having my own business was on it as well um, having a personal assistant, <laughs> things like that, that you think, oh my God. Are you but, calling me a personal yeah, assistant? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. But, but to be clear, at that moment, I was still not fully grabbing my mind around the process and the option and the possibility that you can actually create a lifestyle you desire. And that's something totally different. 
but checking off these boxes and me writing down those boxes, and this was one year before we met in mm. Amsterdam. Okay. So this was before. So I knew, I knew very well that I wanted to own a boat and it had nothing to do with you. But at that moment, it was like, it wasn't a decision from the, from the mind because it was actually very stupid to buy the boat because I bought that boat for the same price as where you bought it because we didn't want to get into any... Kind of legal re- disputes. Yeah, or that so ever. So uh, there were a lot of... If you, from the mind, there were a lot of reasons no, no, why you I shouldn't have done it. No, actually not. So this was really a decision from the heart and from intuition. And I just knew that with buying this boat, that this was the best thing for our relationship and our future and that it was the right one. And sometimes there are all the reasons why you should not do it. But your heart, your intuition tells you you should. And it doesn't have to make sense. No. It doesn't have to make sense for others. It doesn't have to make sense for yourself. But if you just know it is right, you can do it. So that was actually, it was really intuitively. And, I, and I've worked, of course, like two years to get more in touch with myself. So my intuition was at a way better level than it was before. So, uh, yeah, there was no doubt about it that this was my own decision and not made to please you or uh, get your desires. Uh, old yeah, to be the perfect wife. No, yeah. that, it was wasn't that no no and in the end it made perfect sense right yeah 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 because it actually made everything possible that we're doing today and yeah. otherwise we wouldn't be where we are today no no and that what and for me that's the the reason why i bought the boat and it was <laughs> instantly i fell in love and yeah and you had to buy it because otherwise i couldn't buy it yeah so it's like it, it, it all was Life Perfect sense, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Life is happening for you, not to you. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, but for me, it's it's yeah, it's it, 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 I'm, it's very inspiring that you really took yourself to really change that blueprint. Yeah, go to the root cause, change it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And it took me like a year. Um, You're fast. <laughs> no, I'm not that fast, actually, yeah, because I strongly believe it can go pretty much faster. But I really had to figure out a lot. And at that moment in time, there wasn't that much around mindset or coaches. Like now there's this trend for two years or three years that you see coaches everywhere. But then that wasn't the case yet. It was just, yeah, Tony Robbins was like the great one. But in the Netherlands, you did not know anything about it. It was like, you know. It was not that well known. No. So I had to figure out a lot by myself. And I strongly believe that um, that can that you can realize that in a much shorter period. Yeah. 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 It's also why our program is six months, our mental program, for yeah. example. Why I designed it that way. Yeah. So for everyone who is listening, uh, we are not married. No. <laughs> um, so you didn't say uh, truly yes to me. <laughs> um, but we are planning, a, let's say, a love uh, celebration yeah and you should listen to our previous podcast about why drugs saved our life because that's going to be uh, our relationship, our relationship yeah. because that's going to be a team on our love party yeah <laughs> so be prepared if you get an invitation. invite yes <laughs> yes uh, beautiful thank you for sharing your uh, your story thank you for the conversation yeah until the next one ciao <laughs>
Thanks for listening of this episode of our podcast. If you want to know more about us, our businesses, or what we can do for you, or just want to follow our adventures, take a look at our website www.feelthebreeze.nl and you can find us on YouTube with weekly vlogs and daily updates on Instagram. Just look for Feel the Breeze family. Have an amazing day and feel the breeze.